Here we are. Welcome to the Astro. Um, I'm just going to check my levels here. I think we're good. We just got served breakfast. Where are we, David? We are live at the Astro. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of picking up where we left off. <laughs> when, when was the last time we did one of these things? I was trying to, I was going to look it up before I came, but I didn't. But I think it's been years, man. It's been years. Three? Has it been three years? It's been a really smooth sailing, joyous few years. Yeah, when I was thinking about doing this again, I was like, what if we just pretended like nothing had happened and it was like a day had gone by, you know? Right. <laughs> but I have no memory of like what that day was since like. Since last week. <laughs> last week in 2019. It could have been. It's certainly before the pandemic. Um, but we're, we're back. We're arguably still in a pandemic. Yeah. But we stay away from the hot button issues here. We're more about talking about what we're eating for breakfast. What do you got there, Richard? Avocado toast with poached eggs and a fruit cup. Mm. Never had it before. Uh, whole wheat toast. The eggs are perfectly poached. Look at those glistening little beauties. They look lovely. Yeah. You know how to poach an egg, right? Yeah. You don't sound so confident. <laughs> I mean, I never do it, but you just put No, it. you don't. It, you put a little bit of vinegar in the water, right? That's, and yes. then you just drop it in and boil it. Uh, small saucepan, a little bit of... I use white vinegar because it's readily available. It's cheaper than water. Cheaper than uh, certainly spring water oh. per volume. White vinegar, distilled white vinegar. Um, and I bring it up to a boil and then make a whirlpool with like a wooden spoon. And then crack the egg in there, put the cover on, kill the heat, and set a timer for five minutes. Mm. And it comes out great. I highly recommend it. Richard just took a bite. How is it? Nice. Just what I wanted. A little bit of fresh cilantro in the uh, avocado mash. I'm trying to do this with one hand. I think I need to... Do you want a menu? Oh, they took the menu. No. But we only have one mic stand. We only have one mic stand today, and I'm. You kind of made it seem like I ambushed you. You're like, are we gonna record? I didn't know we were gonna record this. Well, I guess the last time we had t texted about it, you were like, do you want to just talk privately or do you want to ask her? And I said both, and I had right. I had not changed my mind since then. I'm happy to improvise, though. Here I am, I'm using the Heinz ketchup as my mic stand. It's not the first time. David's taking a photograph. Got the mic stand going. Got the beautiful food. You're, fl you're wearing a Langer shirt, which is a real flex coming into the Astro. Oh, right. It's not necessarily competitive. They probably have yeah. a pastrami uh, here, though. Probably equally as good as the Langer's. Hey, watch it. Watch it. Um, for those who aren't familiar, what is Langer's? Let's... Home. There's a delicatessen, Jewish deli. Um, Richard's showing me the back of his shirt in case I didn't know what Langer's was. I guess. I just thought it might have some information on it. Oh, I think it does. I just I couldn't quite see it. Maybe it has the established date on it, but arguably, you know, there's. I guess it's kind of between them and Cats as to who has the best pastrami sandwich in the country, right? Right. For any New Yorkers out there, Langer's is like our Cats, basically. Yeah. People order the the number nineteen. Has the Russian dressing. What do you get there? Nineteen. Yeah. Every time. I've heard talk of the nineteen platter, where it's not the sandwich, but you get like basically all of the elements of the nineteen, I believe, and like the bread, and it's all. I think it's a slightly greater proportion, but it's sort of like the sandwich is pretty big, but you can get like a nineteen platter for two people probably, and kind of like make your own uh, portion. Little inside LA, uh, old time delicatessen food hack for you. We're big on food hacks on this show. Big on food hacks. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's November 20th. About 10 a.m. What have you been up to the last few years, Richard? <laughs> I wish I had more to report. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> 
It's been a weird few years. Yeah. Let's get together and just say that for once. Yeah. Um, what have I been up to? Well, not coming here, obviously. I have been here once without you, and I'm sorry. Let me formally apologize on air, live. As long as you didn't record a podcast with anyone, I, I no. think I can live with my with, with the situation. But when I came in, everybody was like, are you still recording your podcast? Which, maybe there's a perception here somehow that like we don't only record the podcast here. Maybe, even though it's, it is called Live from the Astro. I don't think anyone who works here knows the name of the podcast. What is the name of the podcast? It's Do called, you know the name of the podcast? It's called Live from Astro, isn't it? Do it verbatim. Live from the Astro, SM58's yeah. and the Truth. <laughs> That's the tagline, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's Live from the Astro with David Weinberg and Richard Parks. Oh, I don't remember our names being a part of it. Oh, no. I intentionally put you first. You're, t- you're, you're the draw. Well, I'm not the draw. Really. You brought in, come on, you brought in at least five-eighths of the audience. Um, and we're being served today by, by Patty, who is uh, one of the long-standing servers here. I see Roman. Hi, Roman. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you? How nice you to been? see you. Yeah. How have you been? Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. Hi, Sue. Hey. Good, how are you? Nice to see you again. Um, Everyone seems excited that we're here. Well, they, uh, well, Sue and Patty, when I was here, Roman wasn't here, um, but they both came up to me and they asked about the podcast and you, and um, when we get one of them over here, maybe next time Patty comes to check on us, we could try to get her on mic and so the server who we haven't mentioned who was a, a fixture and mainstay of the show throughout our pre-pandemic uh, years is not in evidence today but yeah. maybe we could get maybe we could ask a few questions yeah. uh, about her whereabouts I'm talking about Martha Martha does everybody remember Martha tell us How in the could comments you... smash the comments right now if you remember <laughs> Martha and if you really want more content, uh, content, <laughs> which is like content, we're a little rusty, folks. <laughs> content is yeah, it's, it's just slightly elevated from. It's got an accent on the e. Look, folks, it's nice to be back. Um, is it? <laughs> is it, Richard? Is this, it nice to be back? I have this terrible affliction when there's a microphone in front of me perched atop a Heinz tomato ketchup uh, plastic bottle dispenser. I have to speak into it. You, what, are, what are you eating? We didn't even get around to your food. What, I, I kind of did. I kind of pulled a wild card and ordered the Greek style eggs. What, Fine. What are Greek style eggs? Just scrambled eggs with um, feta cheese and tomatoes. It's fine. Fine. Really, I feel like the only thing that's not that's kind of a better than fine here is the patty melts. This is the patty melt. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is fine. But you didn't feel like you needed to order it. Yeah, I just felt like it might slow me down too much today. I got a lot. Do a big Thanksgiving here. Really? Well, did you notice when we came in, they're advertising with um, there's like a. A laminated display uh, about Thanksgiving. I think there's mm. different sort of dinner combinations that you can order. I missed and it. I think people like to come here for the Thanksgiving. Um, do you want to comment on who we've seen? Oh, I think maybe Patty's going to come over. Oh no, it's, she's coming to the booth adjacent to us. I think we've seen everyone, right? Patty, right, no, Sue, I was, just, Roman. I was thinking if she gets over here, we can oh, yeah. maybe try to. I can try to mic her up. Remember how I was always the one to mic her, mic yeah. people up. Aww, aww. <laughs> <laughs> We're remembering things. Well, folks. Let's um, let's play a clip from. <laughs> All right, you want to set it up for us? Yeah, this is this is Richard <laughs> holding the mic and handing it off to uh, to Martha. Usually, when you play a clip, it's like promoting something new, but we're just playing a clip to prove that something that we just described to you actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do that. We never break from real time here. That's one of our rules. Yeah. What were our rules? One was that we record for an hour start to finish. No editing, no, no plans. Editing. And no stopping. Yeah, no no, no revising of the content um, whatsoever. I think what at one point we might have said no 
No come. Coming up with topics beforehand, but maybe not. Maybe we always. I do remember coming a few times with like some ideas written on a notepad. Today we were just freestyling it. That was like the, the first few times, like the first three times, I think. I don't know if we ever did it after that. But we still try to bring you, you know, the best in live diner podcasting. Every, I. Every go on. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> this is fine. It's totally fine. What's up? I don't know what time I hit start. And this recorder doesn't do like a normal time code. Oh, it doesn't do like a lapse time since you started? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's great. Well, so should we do another 50 or or should we do 55? Just should we go a little over? How long do you think we've been talking? Too long already. <laughs> I think we should stop. <laughs> um, we could do another 50. Well, let's do another 50. I'd say we're probably going for 10 minutes. Cool. Right? We'll call it 15. I'm like more than halfway through my avo, avo toast. Oh, egg down. A little egg in the lap. Yeah, a little egg in the lap for David. Um, want me to set a alarm? Mm. Timer, right? That's what I would do, yeah. Five zero minutes. Maybe four. From right now. Hey, Patty, how you been? Fine, yourself? I Good. love your stand. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm going to take very, it off. Very clever. Thank you. Do you mind being on the show? I, oh. yeah. No, not at all. No, not at all. And so, we have, this is the first time we're recording since... Um, what was it? Two years ago? Yeah. Three years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys back. Uh huh. Fine, thank you. So thankful that this restaurant is still open. Yeah. Because so many restaurants are closed forever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. Everything is okay. Good. Yeah. We're wondering about Martha. Martha, she after I mean she just retired. Retired. Huh? Yeah. She was not working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it works out for her. She's yeah. doing fine. I, I you still talk to her. Yeah, uh -huh, but she's doing fine. Tell her, if you ever hear from her, yeah. Tell her we said hi. I will. I will. Tell her okay. she's always welcome to come on the show too. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, I we will. can have her for breakfast sometime. For breakfast? Yeah. Come yeah. In? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I don't think yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to do anything. Right. Else. right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta run. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. There she was, Patty. She's off. These servers are always very busy here. Um, so we try not to keep them. We do these sort of micro interviews, micro interludes. I just want to note that Patty did compliment the stand. Which is an upside down. Well, it's not upside down, I guess. I, I'll take a photo of it for our I got, I got one with you oh, in yeah. it. But. Boy. All right. I got a photo of my stand and David in the background. Um, what were we on about? What were we carrying on about before Patty came by? I was just realizing that I did not keep track of the time we started it, but we're good. Yeah, you know, we covered that, and we've got the timer on. We've got 48 minutes to go. Ooh, what a nightmare. You the one who wanted to do this. <laughs> I missed it. I really missed it. Yeah. I did. I do. Seems like you didn't miss it that much. <laughs> um, Based on my no attempts over the years to... I miss it. I miss having breakfast with you. What, what parts of it did you miss? Talk, talk about it a little bit. Expound. I mean, elucidate. I loved, I mean, I loved having breakfast, but also just like, I don't know, it was fun. It was just like a fun thing to do that was like, it was like an elevated hang, if you know what I mean? Like the mics bring like an element of like, I don't know. Um, Specialness. Yeah. Yeah, like we're not just having breakfast. We're also sharing this. Making arses of ourselves. <laughs> with the world. Sharing with the world. I know. Um, we're not just having breakfast. We're talking. We're also talking. With our mouths full in the microphones with no plan and then putting it on the internet <laughs> for people's enjoyment. <laughs> No. Every time I describe it to someone, I'm like, yeah, I do this thing with my friend. We eat breakfast, we're at a diner, we record it. It's not good, but it's fun. Like, that's my whole, you know, it's not a good show, so but it's so. a fun show. But then other people feel otherwise. I feel like people do listen to it and like it. People we know personally. I don't know. I'm happy any if anyone gets anything out of it, I'm happy to keep doing it forever. <laughs> Just show me one person, David. <laughs> 
give me real proof. Isn't, um... Hey, folks out there, if you're hanging on... <laughs> if you're still with us. Keep hanging on. <laughs> keep, just hang on. Don't, don't go. Don't go. Stay here. Keep doing that thing. Um, continue to elucidate. It's an elevated hang. Yeah. Um, food's not great. Conversation's not, like, brilliant or, like, um, well thought out or curated, but... I don't know. It's it's real. It's real, yeah. It's real. It's live. What differentiates this from like any other podcast, though? Well, where two people talk, it's just there's less of a focus. <laughs> less of a focus. It's like mouth noises because we're eating as we do it, which I know is like a big turnoff for a lot of people. Like they can't listen to people. It probably is, huh? Oh, people think it's a thing. It's like a people don't like to hear chewing, you know. It's funny because food television is so huge so people don't mind looking at and hearing chewing at the same time, right? Yeah. But you gotta have that, oh, it's so delicious. Mm. Uh, no, but Which I don't think has ever been... Visual. Well, maybe after a batty mouth. That's like, <laughs> maybe after a batty mouth? Maybe. The pie's good. I like the pie a lot. Well, There's some jams on the menu. Uh, you've been doing a lot of podcasting during the pandemic. One of the first things we did during the pandemic is you and I put out a podcast together, actually. Should we promote, should we plug that from uh, two, two plus years ago? Two and a half years ago. We Are you referring to the Richard's Famous Crossover? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's two and a half years ago. Like a historic moment in podcasting. Because <laughs> it was like summer 2020 when it came out, I think. Yeah. Anyway, we were finishing it then. Yeah. Short. Kind of early pandemic, we finished something remotely, folks. Staying safe. Yeah. I was very happy with how that came out. Me too. I drove past um, Corbin Russell's house yesterday, I, and I thought of him. I drive by that house every once in a while, it's too. It's funny, because it's right on 6th Street, which is the main thoroughfare in Los Angeles. Um, we won't give the cross street, because we want to protect Let's, let's keep Corbin. Corbin. Corbin is someone who showed up in this episode that we did together two and a half years ago. Can you tell people who he was? He was um, he was just kind of shuffling down Hollywood Boulevard in front of this giant, what would you call that, like, media event? It was the 100th anniversary of Musso and Frank right. Grill. It was also the first time in the history of the Hollywood Walk of Fame that a non-human being was getting a star on the fame, like, on the walk. The restaurant was getting a star. Anyway, a restaurant, for sure. Yes. And so there was just, like... Some celebrities on hand. Uh, Mark Summers of Double Dare was uh, emceeing it. Uh, Joe Montaigne was supposed to be there, but he couldn't make. Oh, spoiler alert! Joe Montaigne doesn't show up. But, uh, side. Danny Trejo was there. We interviewed him. Um, Can I do a parenthesis? Yeah, yeah. I watched the Three Amigos recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. So good, right? I haven't seen it a long time. But I loved it as a kid. It's nice to watch it. Um, but they start out when they're still in Hollywood, and the head of the studio is played by Joe Montana. Really? Yeah. And he's like, you guys, we got to get you back to basics. You know, three wealthy landowners, like, go into the countryside in Mexico to save the peasants from some, you know, destitution. Yeah. Like, that's what our formula is. That's what made you guys a hit. Like, let's get back to that. And, um, yeah, and they've made a movie where it's like Three Amigos in New York and it didn't, it like, did They made terribly. a sequel? No, no, this is the setup oh, right, right, to right, Three right. Amigos <laughs> in Hollywood. And, and then they're like, okay, but you're going to pay us. And he's like, absolutely not. And uh, then he ends up kicking them out of the studio mansion, taking their costumes. I remember that. And yeah. they have to break back in to get their costumes yeah. before they go down to Mexico. Uh, anyway, it was great to see Joe Montaigne in that role. Yeah. And, and John Lovitz was his attache. Somehow, you know, he also worked at the studio. Yeah. Brief parts for both of them, but they both crushed crushed it. Um, anyway. End of parentheses. End of parentheses. Um, yeah, so there was all these people there, and we're VIPs. We're professional journalists, so we had access into the area where all the people were, but there were some people that couldn't, like, come into the pretty cordoned off area to watch the presentation and so we just kind of went outside and we were just 
doing some man on the street interviews. All oh, right, they were like um, <coughs> barricades. Queuing. Yeah, exactly. And I saw Corbin Russell. I think he was holding like a plastic bag with something in it. And he had like socks and sandals on it. And I was like, oh, this guy seems like he might have some, something to say. And so we just went up to him and we were like, oh, what brings you out here? And he's like, you know, a, he was there for the event, but he didn't seem to care much about the restaurant. He was very obsessed with the fact that the parking lot behind the restaurant was, according to Corbin Russell, the longest continuously operating parking lot in the history of Los Angeles. Yeah, which I've confirmed since then. Well, during the course the of our, he said our was exhaustive like, fact-checking was like, process. He was like, I was like, oh, do you ever do you eat her a lot? And he's like, oh, once as a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the episode. You, you can you can check this out in the episode that we made together, which also features Wolfgang Puck. I can't, like, I'm like, yeah. earnestly plugging this episode. It's great. I listened to it the other day. It's called, well, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I put it on about once a week. <laughs> Pour myself a stiff one. You know, put my feet up. Turn on... Welcome to Richard's Famous L.A. Food Podcast. That's what it's called. Search on your podcatcher of choice. Search and start listening to that instead of listening to this. Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Come back to this. Yeah. We'll tell you more after the break. Um, but that guy, um, Corbin Russell, uh, was right about that. And I had noticed when we were hanging out there around that time that... There was this huge parking lot behind Musso's, and it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller over the years, because uh, it used to be between that street, which is like Cherokee or something like that, and going west to Highland. That was all just a huge surface parking lot behind the storefronts and on Hollywood Boulevard, but but just north of that, there was like a huge parking lot, and it, it's turned into other parking lots, and then now they've started building on it, and the Musso's one recently was about twice as big as it now is, and around the time we ran into Corbin, it had just been subdivided for that development, but now they've built that whole structure and it's like condos or whatever there. Um, and I me I've mentioned it several times to parking attendants there since then, because I've gone to Musa's probably more than anywhere since the pandemic, honestly, yeah. um, because it's just, that's why we go out to eat Musa's, the experience, the booths, the waiters with the tuxedo jackets. I know, and I remember, <laughs> It was kind of touchy because we kind of got in a little trouble with Musos, and I, no, no, we didn't get any trouble with anyone. Um, <laughs> no, what I wanted to say was that he didn't make it up. No, he was not making it up. And, but then we, we made a huge effort to find him to follow up with him. Yeah, we went to his we house. Thought, thought maybe it would be like the ending of the piece because it, we didn't have it an became ending. like a big symbol in the piece. Yeah, and we didn't have anything. Um, but we found his house somehow. I found his number. Oh, no, we got his he number that his day. his phone number, right. yeah. And I, I talked to his, like, not roommate, but someone who, like, lived in the back, like, above his garage in the back. And um, we tried to meet up with him, but we didn't. Yeah. And his, we talked to his neighbor. Remember we went across the street and talked to his neighbor? No, I don't even remember that. Yeah. What did his neighbor have to say? They're like, oh, yeah, Corbin. That was, I don't remember what they said, but they were like, yeah, he lives there. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just, like, I don't know. Was that the person who told us, or was it the person who lived above the garage who I was talking to on the phone who told us that he would go down to the Wendy's, like down the block, or is it Wendy's or something like that? Or maybe it was a Jack in the Box, and he yeah. would eat there a lot? It was some type remember. of chain restaurant, and I think we even we walked down there to try to catch sight of him, but I thought, like, every time I drive by, I'm like, <laughs> I would still like to see him again. So would I, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could bring him back into the fold. I was like, well, I think we, we could get him over well, here. Well, I think one of the ideas we had was to bring him to Musso's, to have dinner, to take him out to Musso, and like That's right. his return from being a baby. First time he since would, a baby. He would come back and eat there with us. Yeah. Maybe if he knew there was a free Musso meal on the other end of that call, he would have answered it. He seemed like, on principle, opposed to the prices, as I recall. And. Because remember, he went as a baby, as he put it. That's a quote. And um, and you're like, really? It meant so much to you that you came here to, to see the 100th anniversary ceremony, even though you've been here only once as a baby. And he was like, of course. But but he was really, but that parking lot, he kept on coming back to the he parking lot. He said it was a more important landmark but he, but to the city of Los Angeles than the Hollywood sign. That's that right, yeah. Well, he he said the sign, which they, you know, and they ripped down those letters, which, because... The Hollywood sign used to read Hollywood Land in like the, you know, 20s or whatever. It hasn't 
for maybe a hundred years now, but the fact that they had torn down those letters. And that, uh, I mean, I'm with him on all this stuff. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, well, it would be nice to have more places to park behind Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> the idea, well, I looked into the parking lot and, you know, there used to be like hitching posts back there and that's how it became a continuously operated parking lot because Musso's oldest restaurant in Hollywood <coughs> founded in 1919. But it was like, it, you know, Chaplin would like hitch his uh, horse up, out back. I'm not sure if Charlie Chaplin did that or not, but um, I guess it's provably a continuously operated yeah. parking lot, and it is. <coughs> One of the attendants was like a guy who like ran the the valets was was like, of course he was like, and he was my like, grandfather started this parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, folks, check that one out. Um, <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? That's <laughs> come out in the last three years. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't plug stuff that's uh, less than two and a half years old on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Well, that was a good. We killed ten minutes with that one. We still got more than a half hour. We're, we're not even halfway home, folks. Tell us in the comments. I mean, David loves reading the comments, so just <laughs> tell us in the comments. Here's the thing: should we start putting these on YouTube video? Mm, I think one of the rule. I, this was never a spoken rule, but to me, it was like the. I just think the least amount of work going into this is the best amount of work. Like I, I already just like posting it is like that's I don't want to do any more than that. You put it in the Pro Tools session your friend made. It cleans up all the audio automatically. Put it out. We don't think about it unless we want to like. Make this a real thing. Let me just shout out Rob Omyarv real quick. Rob Omyarv, who set up the Pro Tools and like compression settings that we use for this podcast. I hope I can find the file. You'll probably be able to find it. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Isn't it interesting that we're ordering from Patty, but you didn't order a Patty Melt? I know. I almost got a Patty Melt. Isn't that fascinating? So <laughs> shout out to Rob Omyarv, who set up the Pro Tools session and compression settings for this podcast. You know, Rob has moved on to another podcast in the past three years. Really? He wasn't just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for us to... to not only does he produce... Let's, let's give him a producer title. Why not? Uh, emeritus always... You know, it's an evergreen title for Rob, for sure. Not only does he produce this podcast, Live from the Astro with David Weinberg and Richard Parks, but he's moved on. Um, his portfolio has grown by a factor of two. He also produces, like, literally the number one podcast in the world ever. Really? Smartless. Really? He, he produces Smartless. Wow. That's the number one podcast in the world? I mean, I think that it's been the most popular podcast, like, certainly in the top three of podcasting for, like, since it started, which is early in the pandemic. More popular than Live from Astro? I'm going to have to look into that one. I, maybe Rob will know, because he produces both. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, unlike Smartless, we, we, we didn't take Amazon's blood money, you know? <laughs> we didn't take the 80 million from that Bezos' uh, bloodstained hands. <laughs> we did not. Um, but we are similar in terms of, like, how you measure success. There's different ways. Yeah. There's <laughs> different ways. So, shout out Rob. Thanks, Rob. Sorry to drag your name through the mud by mentioning it on this. I uh, might reach out to you if I can't find the session that you made for us. Yeah, you probably have it somewhere. <laughs> it's a hard drive somewhere. I mean, these are all backed up and triplicated, both of our, mm -hmm. uh, both of our yeah. archives. Yeah, cloud. Cloud, physical media. All I have it. them all memorized in my head also, so if I had to transcribe it out, we could redo it. Man... I feel like chat podcasting has gotten even bigger in the pandemic. Probably. I mean. Should we do a little industry talk? <laughs> Welcome to industry talk. A regular segment on Live yeah. at the Astro. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of companies. A lot of ads coming out. A lot of Spotify also. Um Wow, and that is the end of <laughs> industry chat with David Weinberg. Segment over. <laughs> um, How much time we got left? 
<laughs> All right, moving on. What's that? I said, how much time we got left? Right, yeah. <laughs> Still not halfway home. Wow. Still? We, we haven't hit the... Wow. We've got another minute 20 before we get to a half hour left. We'll, we'll find our That was from the, the arbitrary 50 minutes. Yeah. Maybe we had been going for, we had probably been going for two minutes when we thought we had go, <laughs> been going for 10 because, yeah, everything's taking about five times as long as it should. Um, listener, I wish you were here. Yeah. I wish you were here to make this a little bit more interesting <laughs> or just say something. Maybe this is the last one ever. Why? <laughs> have you, has all of your love and everything that you missed about the Astro, is that just evaporated in the last 29 minutes and 30 Well, seconds? I mean, it's like, you know, it's like when you have that itch and then you scratch it and you're not itching anymore. Right. But like maybe. Maybe there have been the too itch, much time away. Back. Like, I guess one of the things I'll say about the Astro, whatever, um, whatever the quality of the output. Um, no, I mean, it's. I doubt it's the worst thing on the podcast app, you know? I doubt that. Yeah, I know. It's not I the worst thing. <laughs> I doubt it, David. I doubt it. Uh, but whatever we say about the quality, that's a subjective thing. But one thing that I think is a little bit more quantifiable is that when it was a weekly or mostly a weekly project, it was a discipline. Yeah. So as Einstein would say, that's a thing that counts that you cannot count. Discipline? The fact that it was a discipline, right. it, it, has, it has a value, but it's not necessarily in, in its quantity or anything that, that is actually measurable. Like, like the value of the discipline for each yeah. of us is not something you can measure. Although you can measure like the fact that it's weekly means that there is, yeah, a weekly output. So I guess that's measurable. But I, I feel like the, the value of it for us was was that it was a discipline or yeah. a practice or something regular. I feel like you know, with all things in life, especially things that are hard to do, like the only real way to get good at them is to just like chip away slowly over time and dedicate yourself to like, you know, sticking with it. And I'm like, do you think we are better at this now? I mean, there's been a three-year. But like, I don't know, I feel like maybe this is outside of that. I don't know, I'd have to go back and listen. So you disagree with me? I don't even, no, I don't disagree. I'm just, just talking. I'm just throwing out theories. I'm just, I guess I'm posing the question like, do you think we were moving towards getting better at something in life, even if it wasn't necessarily making a podcast, but like, were we, were we going towards something better or higher, you know? through the act of getting together once a week and recording us talking. I do feel like watch. in comparison to other disciplines I've pursued in my life, like playing the violin, for example. You play the violin? I mean, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I... I think that with the discipline of playing the violin, like, or, or something similar you know, playing an instrument or any type of, like, craft was something that people would recognize as craft. This type of free-flowing, unedited conversation, I think, is more about the discipline of, like, hanging out and doing it yeah. and being friends. And what you hear, listener, on your podcast feed is just the sort of shadowy uh, result of that. It's not, it's not the product itself. The product yeah. is... But maybe the product is the way you feel right now, listener. Yeah. I, yeah we're getting into it now. Yeah, yeah. Halfway I mean, I, home, and we're just was, digging in. Yeah, it's been three years, man. Settle in, listener. Pour yourself a tall one. Yeah. Get ready, because the next 28 minutes are going to be fuego. David, take it away. Um, well, I was thinking about how this should have been the best podcast of the pandemic, because... One thing you could not do during the pandemic was go to restaurants. And it was like, this is the, so you, this was like, you could have put it, put it on and like had that experience, you know? Well, people could have done that with- They could have made their own mediocre eggs. With all the back catalog that we remember. had, right? Yeah, yeah. You mean if we had kept going or? Well, we couldn't keep going because the Astro was not open. Exactly. 
but like it, the back catalog, I thought maybe it could have been could have been a little more appreciated during a, pe- a period of time when there were no restaurants open to people. You know, I don't want to get too inside baseball, uh-huh. but our marketing has been <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> I often wonder if you're embarrassed of the show, and that's why we're not... I'm embarrassed about our marketing strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the head of marketing? (laughs) I don't know. Let's kick it to Rob. (laughs) Rob. Rob. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Rob got a little busy with Smartless and (laughs) and, uh, forgot to put the special sauce in. No. Um, Maybe we... I agree that it could have been, maybe it was a comfort to, if it was maybe, we could imagine that somebody stumbled upon this show, hearing that it was just two folks eating and chatting, wanting to feel that way, wanting to hear the the tinkly dinkly of the the plates and the servers coming and going, and maybe they put it on for comfort. I think we talked about this on the show, but our friend Jenny, shout out to Jenny Amet, she said that she used to just put this on in her kitchen and like go about her day and it was like we were in the other room yeah. like having and it was like nice because she lives alone like yeah well James uh, Braithwaite who was just in town he, he messaged me I hope this is okay that I say this out loud but he messaged me two nights ago and he's like hey I'm drunk in the bathtub listening to your show The Superhero Complex five stars <laughs> oh that's great and that, was, that was good to hear um, yeah James told me when he when he was just here a few weeks ago or whatever uh, that he would listen to this show because we were going to come here with James. Yeah. But then it didn't work. We all got yeah. sick and uh, didn't work out. Um, but he told me that his way of listening to the Astro is uh, with a plate of food and his mouth is always full, so he can't. Always. Join the he's, he's like, as soon as he chews it, but he shoves another so. beat in there. I, like. We should have James on. James should be on telling that because maybe I'm not repeating it correctly, but. He imagined himself as the third person in the booth, but the one who couldn't say anything because he was full. eating, or we wouldn't allow him. Yeah. We're always talking over him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody needs to be that person sometimes. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if we're doing that for one person, so people whose first names start with a J apparently really kind of. Maybe we should just leave like pauses. I'm gonna mention that to marketing. We should maybe like we should like leave pauses of ten to twelve seconds randomly and then that way people can chime in the conversation as they're listening yeah what do you have to say about that and that's been our listener engagement oh he's slurping he's slurping that was another picture of the astro you you would always you always slurp when you don't have something to say or whatever and it drives me nuts for no reason. That's why I do it, Richard. I know. <laughs> oh, friends, we're back. I feel like we just got started. Yeah. Should we reset the timer for another hour? Uh, I gotta go pick up my daughter. <laughs> Sorry, I doing my David. Oh. Oh, what news? Yeah. Um, you flash on the phone? Uh, don't worry about it. I, I know. I try not to ever check my phone, but. I'm trying to also be responsive to my family if they need me, but there's a birthday party that my daughter's going to today, and I got a text saying, oh shit, it's at 11.30, not 2, so. So you have to go no, more I don't have to quickly? Go. No, I don't okay. Katya can take him. Okay. I'm good. Cool. Everything's fine. By the way. Everything's fine. Not to get into a personal matter, but um, I'm bracing myself. No, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got, Richard? I'm an open book. Just because I was, I was thinking about. about cars and scheduling and stuff, and I know that we both had our catalytic converter z- stolen. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Your name again? David. David? Yeah. Richard. Richard and David. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank nice you, Patty. Yeah. Nice to see you too, Patty. I'm going to give her a card. but um, She'll be here. She'll be here. What we both say? had our catalytic converter stolen around the same time. Yeah. And mine, I can't remember, but it was probably like a... It's November 20th now. It's like probably the first week of November earlier, even. I'm not good with this. And I just heard last week, I think, that the part will be in on December 2nd. That's the estimate. And then they'll do the, the repair after that. So it's a long time. Yeah. We, both of our Priuses were jacked. Yeah. 
My, I'm still driving a rental car. It's been like a month. They're like, we don't oh, know. Oh, really? What's yeah. it like driving the Prius without the catalytic converter? I have a rental car. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said you were driving it around. Sorry. No, 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 no. We have a rental car. Because you can't drive them. I think it's just like yeah, loud, it's loud and, and yeah. it's bad for uh, polluting. But yeah, what, what, what rental did you get? Uh, it's like a Toyota Corolla. I got a Jeep. Whoa. Like SUV. You take it into the mountains and go four wheeling. I want to, yeah. Um, I haven't yet. I haven't driven it a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, but Priuses, it's really easy to steal the catalytic converter, um, and there has been a rash of thefts in the LA area and beyond. There's like a national yeah, the catalytic converter ring that just got busted, but I'm sure there's more going on. But anyway. My guy down at Caliber Collision said that usually he sees one a week, and the week that I uh, turned my car into him, he said that there have been seven that week so far. So yeah, they're like, we don't know when we're going to get another one in. Exactly. Supply chain stuff. And break it down for us, David. Why? Why is the supply chain all messed up? Um, Let's get topical. I think people just got tired of working for shitty wages and they're like fuck this i'm out like that's part of it right i think there's a ukraine tie-in because oh, yeah, in the catalytic war. converter there's a war um but inflation like, i think that there's um platinum um, and other precious like metals greedy in the corporations are just like greedy corporations. Everyone. oh yeah i'm sure they're you know. i think they're just saying supply chain so they then can there's like the markets the fucking markets eh, dead cow bounce you know yeah you know, carpet tech. baggers let's let's not but i, I mean i we can't Elon, you know, obviously, he has a piece of this. Yeah. Folks, it's been a rough few years, but as we prepare for the holidays, we hope you'll keep this in mind. Yeah. What do you, um, I was just going to ask you what your Thanksgiving plans were. Oh, go, do you want me to say what to keep in mind? Yeah. To the listener. Um, no, just take care of yourself. Um, yeah, take care of yourself. Try to, you know, anything in life that happens to you, you're basically presented with two decisions. And one is, like, to do the one that's good for you and then to, or to do the one that is not good for you. And so you should try to do the one that's good for you. Example. Um, like, I could have had a patty melt today, but I got the Greek eggs. Because I knew if I got the patty melt, I'd be kind of sleepy. And, uh, you know, my in-laws are coming to stay with us for the week, so I want to get the house clean. I want to be, you know, alert and get things going and get my day, you know. So Good choice. I'm, I feel good about that decision. I don't always make the right decision, but... Example. Um, hmm. Hmm. It's been how a long deep, time. How deep does he have to go? Uh, how deep to, you does know, he have to dig, see, folks? Uh, go back to last night. Are, are you back to last night yet? So last night, I think <laughs> I did pretty good for myself. I did order a beer that I didn't finish, that I probably didn't need. But you didn't finish it. But I didn't finish it. So, so I was a little bit like... The waste. first decision to get that, la- that next beer was the wrong one, but then the not drinking it might have been the right one. That's true. And then after that, I had a Fernet, and that was really nice. Oh. Because <laughs> like, I wasn't in the mood for beer. I wanted something that kind of could get me there a little quicker. So I, I had Fernet Branca. Yeah. Um, it was a California Fernet. Oh. Grassy was what the waiter said. I don't know. I thought uh, Fernet um, is an Amaro, right? I don't know. I thought Fernet was an Amaro, and I thought it was just one type of Amaro. Like Montenegro and all. I look to you for my food knowledge. You hey, like you're the more. It's not a food; it's a drink. Hey, uh, but Fernet. I mean, I also look to you. Very for my popular drink in the Bay Area for our Bay Area listeners. Shout! It's sort of the Bay. If, for Chicago listeners, it's the Malort of the Bay Area. No, really? For I thought sure. Malort was like universally hated. But people in Chicago drink Malort, right? But I have less everyone experience with Chicago than with the Bay Area, so maybe I don't know. I well, I think Fernet became like a service, ind- certainly in California, became like a service industry, like cool thing. And if it isn't Amaro, which we're not sure about, but I'm pretty sure it is, Amaros in general are kind of like having a moment, I would say, in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it became a cool thing where it's like, when I get off my shift, I don't have a beer or a glass of wine. I just want a Fernet. Yeah, and- for me, it's always the thing you have at the end of a meal. Yes. I don't usually just drink them, like, at a bar. Yeah. Like, I was out to dinner. After dinner, I was like, I had a Fernet. Okay, but to bring us back to your lesson or words of advice for the listener, 
maybe you did make the right decision there. So it wasn't. We, we're we're reaching back in time for the wrong decision. So right. the wrong decision was ordering the beer in the first place. But I feel like it kind of takes it out of it a little bit if you had another drink afterwards to call that a good decision um, if the whole point was to I was a bad them. decision right I shouldn't have got the beer yeah okay so going back I like I I also shouldn't have the beer because like the calories I, I, had a, I had one I went to this party I had a drink and then we went out to dinner and uh oh yeah I guess I keep forgetting about all these other drinks I had I was like I was doing a really good job of keeping it I tried to you know in general like I tried try to never general. have more than like five drinks right Saturday in night in a night because it's like anything more than that, you're just really hungover. And you're not, it's not like you have, it's like the six drink makes everything way more fun. It's like right. everything is just as fun after five drinks as it is after yeah, more than that five lasts drinks. Like, it, yeah. So it's more just like, oh, I, I kind of think maybe the beer might have been like the sixth drink maybe. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. I, All right, so did we get a bad decision? The bad decision was ordering <laughs> the beer. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm sure I've made other bad decisions that I, but I... I just feel like it's a little contradictory to call I know, that I know. bad... Okay. <laughs> so, like, let's... I made my point. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that we need to hold you up as an example of, look, um, do as David says, not as he does, yeah, folks. I mean, I'm just... I'm not saying... Have you been thinking about going to yoga? I go to yoga go. every day now. I, I know, just That's go. a good decision. I'm telling the listener right now, go. Yeah, do Go your... down there. Get, get a 10-pack of tickets. See what happens. Get yeah. a monthly pass. Yeah. Get the 10-pack first. See if you go 10 times in a month and do the math. See if it works out. And then if you... Or if there's like a new member deal. Look, I don't know what you got going on. Just do it. Whatever it takes you to get onto your mat and check in with yourself, I want you to do it. <laughs> what if we also combined like yoga into this show and like you did yoga like in the... In the in the... What do you call this? Not an alleyway, but like the... the corridor here next to our table if you just started doing some sun salutations. Yeah, you definitely do a, a downward dog. Welcome to one the, right there. the world's only diner and yoga podcast where we eat dinner, eat, eat food at a diner and then do yoga. <laughs> Listener. Sometimes you have to experiment with health. That's... <laughs> right. That's, that's my tagline of, of late. Experimenting with health. All caps. Well... Capital, All caps. No, just capital E. So you're shouting it. Capital E, possibly a lowercase w, capital H, trademark at the end, exclamation point before the trademark symbol. I've been experimenting with health, folks, and I want you to know that even if you haven't been, check in with yourself. Yeah. Just be mindful of where you are at now, what is it like to be you now? Maybe you're in the bath. Maybe you're in the other room. Are you going through something? Are you paying attention? Are you, Are you listening to the universe? Um, you know, just try to live your life to the pulse of the universe. Are you serious? I don't know. What's the pulse of the universe? Um, I was just something that the yoga teacher said yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I, I was <laughs> about like to say, said, this is the type of thing that a yoga teacher says. It's that literally, you can't, uh, you can't respond to because you're in class and they're the teacher. Well, they were, they had, they were doing like warrior two wish you were like pulsing your heel up and she was like, you know, just Oh, when you pulse, pulse towards yeah, the ceiling, like, yeah. She was like, or she was like, listen to, you know, try to move with the pulse of the universe. Something like that. It was something like. You know, it sounded good when she said it. I was like, yeah. Well, the pulse of the universe is probably always going to align somewhat closely to the pulse of your breath or sure. your heart, I guess, if it's a pulse. When you're pulsing, for folks at home who maybe haven't, wherever you are in your journey towards yogidom, you sort of pulse towards the ceiling in certain yeah. yoga. You, like, flex your heel upwards towards the ceiling sometimes. One thing that I've been thinking about as I go to yoga more myself mm -hmm. is just how... Like completely LA, LA yoga is. It's it's just fun on that level in yeah. a way that I because I haven't been going since the pandemic and I've been going through a kick of it myself and it's just great to be back in a yoga studio yeah. in Los Angeles. I had that moment because I. So see, in all seriousness, I did have observationally like, like the darkest period of my life ever in the time oh, when we, we were not doing the Astro for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, 
Me too. Some of it was like health related, and then I had like a really bad back stuff, so I was like going to yoga to try to deal with yeah. it. But I was just living in Boston for the summer, and I would go to these yoga classes in like Alston, and it was like I, I went at the same time, and it was always like me and like three adorable, very old ladies, and it was just like a different yoga than like when I go to yoga now, it's like hot yoga in Highland Park. Everyone's just like fit and like has great balance and like yeah. sweating and it, the teacher's like it's not like boot camp but it's like it's no, like I, I was like I don't even think I was doing yoga in Boston <laughs> it was just like you're kind of like yeah. laying on the ground with like old ladies and just like gently flow you know and it like I, I got really frustrated because my pain was not getting better and I think I realized after coming back to LA, I was like, oh, I just it wasn't, I wasn't going hard enough. You needed You needed like strength building. Yeah, probably, and strength building and just like the, deeper stretches and yes. like just more than just like, like, it was almost like, like a cover song of yoga or like a, you know what I mean? Like a, someone else's take on it. But it's like, it's funny because you think it's of like, the, it's it, like, uh, hot yoga in Highland Park and specifically this studio that has a very certain type of energy I've, I've been to that studio a lot myself I used to I went through a kick of going like every day but so I know that studio that type of yoga in LA uh, is to THC as Boston <laughs> yoga is to CBD yeah that's a good way to put it. yeah uh, yeah maybe not all yoga in Boston but the studio I was going to was um, was chill I would say a little too chill for my tastes but for our non-LA listeners though um there are online courses available. You, you can tap into LA yoga from yeah, from remotely anyone, now, yeah. th- thanks to the pandemic. I would say. Yeah. Do, do they do remote at, at Kinship? No. no. I mean, maybe the, maybe the non hop, but it I doesn't make sense to do yoga. hot yoga remotely unless you can like, you know, steam up your bathroom or something. I don't know how that right. would work. Yeah. Well, I think keep it. Kinship's funny because it's not as hot as Bikram. It, it's like. It's like 94 or something like that. Well, they're always ship? like, they always tell me that like the, the the window side of the room is cooler than the other side of the room. That's but true. I, but I don't know by I how many degrees. That so well. They're like, yeah, if you want Let's a really intense, go to the wall if you have less intense. Yes. And I always kind of go early and get my spot by the window. Yep. I don't need. I'm going to come with you sometime. You, I'm there every morning at yeah, 8.30. I haven't been, I haven't been there in forever, but I've been going to Silver Lake Yoga, which is not hot yoga. Um, but I went to a flow class, which is like more like... Should we just stay on yoga for, <laughs> for a while? We it's just like say what we want. More like vinyasa flow, which kinship is pretty similar to like yeah. a vinyasa. It's some of the instructors that there, I think, really do the flow thing more. And that continuous and kind of like lifting. And also like, for me, it's a lot about the way my joints feel when I'm like folding. And, um, and then there's also like leg and hamstring. I need to like gain a lot of flexibility and strengthen those things. But then there's also your head going up and down yeah. in a hot environment. That that's something that I need to like ramp up towards when I haven't been doing yoga for a while, and I haven't been doing yoga for a long time. And I turned forty, mm-hmm. and that changed everything. Yeah, when I we've both turned forty. I also come start, on, and a lot has happened. I know so I, much has happened. Tons of happened. We, we're, we're not talking about any of it. I know, I know, I know. Well, we can we got the rest of our lives to to, to recap. From here on out, the Astro could just be us recapping the last three years every. But I was so one. No, it's th- just us getting together and not talking what? about all the important <laughs> stuff that has well, happened in the past three years. One thing that I also did since, in the absence we heard, I started going to therapy, and I. Part of it was related to my back stuff. And I told my therapist, like, yeah, I have these back problems. And he was like, he goes, yeah, I had the same problem. You know what you got to do? He just did this with his hands. He was just, just like. fold up and down? Yeah, he was like, I got to do that every, you got to do that every morning and every night. He's like, I do it. He's, you know, just he, like back folds, basically? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I think he just meant like, you know, like a downward dog. to upward dog. That He's like, you just do that. To get the hips, and he's like, he'll be fine. Because then you gain strength in your hips, and like, uh, he didn't elaborate, stuff. yeah. But I, that that, it just, it was just funny. Like, he's he's got that way of just like, he'll listen to you for a long time, and then he'll just say something like, There's the solution, follow the energy, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just do a little hand motion, and you're like, Okay, no, cool. I want to, I want to ramp up to coming to kinship with you, but I know that it's, it's funny for me if I'm gonna do yoga, 
Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. If I'm going to do yoga, I want to do it in a studio with other people. Not that I like being around other people while doing yoga, but I just kind of need that, I think. I don't think I could do it with a screen or by myself in a, in a regular discipline yeah. way. It's just good to have an appointment and, like, sort of, like, the, it is true that, like, the mental part of yoga is an element where, like, you get ready for it, you prioritize it then you're in a different mindset once you start doing it, I think, to, like, make the most of it, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. And so it's important to me to have appointments, but it's funny how I can walk to this yoga studio, and I used to be able to walk to Kinship, and that's yeah. why I would go to Kinship. That's but, why I go. But that's why I haven't been back to Kinship, because it's, like, a 15-minute drive. Yeah. And I have to, like, park, and, you know, then I'm, like, then it turns into, like, a two-hour affair versus a one and a half hour yeah and if you're doing it every day that's yeah. a lot of or if you're doing it time it's like more than once a week probably right yeah um and yeah if it's weekdays but yeah I, mean, I just drop off at school and go straight from there to oh yoga. that's perfect it's, yeah, it's sort of like attached to another and then rhythm. i'm and then you know then it's 10 30 or it's no it's 9 30 9 45 and i've gotten my body work done for the day and it's just like get, go do yeah. your shit you know for me it's, it's now I have the puppy so I walk the puppy in the morning before work and that's sort of my morning that sort of takes up the morning thing um, but yeah I've only been going to yoga for the past couple of weeks gone only three times too but I usually go through spurts of it it's funny do you? I'm usually like uh, or out it's I mean yoga is something I've only done like I was always a big runner, and then every once in a while I would fuck up my back and I couldn't run, and then I would go to yoga until my back got better, and then I would stop going to yoga and start running again. But this time around, it's kind of serious, and I don't think... I don't know if I'll go back to running. I might, but... So now it's just I go every day. I just do it. Largely because I was in so much pain. I was like, I will do anything to just have a normal life again. So, yeah, I go every day. I mean, I took today off, but I'm, I'm going like six days a week, usually. I went yesterday. It's also just nice to, I think the sweating is really good for me too. I don't know what it is, yeah. but like something about just like. Oh, I love hot yoga. I love the I'm a big sauna guy, but it's yeah. so it's like. Me too. I'm trying to think of it more too as like a moving meditation and like get my meditation in, get my sweating in, and get my like stretching and strength in. And then it's like, right. I'll, then I think I'll pretty much be a perfect human being at that point. I mean, hot yoga is kind of like having a cocktail or like jumping into the cold ocean. It's just, there's sort of yeah. nothing else that, like when you leave, you'll just feel different. Yeah. That's what I like about it. So listener, take a page from David's book. Uh, Wait, if you're in LA, come join me for yoga. I'll be at Kinship every morning at 8.30. Wow. Doing the hot yoga. Patreon subscribers already have this access, but uh, <laughs> apparently we're opening it up. Um, yeah, so that's some thoughts from David and some insights into David's life coming into the holidays. We've got four minutes left four on the clock. Minutes. What do you want to talk about for the final segment? I'd just like to take a moment to enjoy this lovely weather. It's a nice day. It's bright, it's clear, it's cool. It's been amazing in LA. We lost the later daylight, but it's kind of my favorite time of year in LA. Yeah, I wake up now just before, like naturally before sunrise, and every day this week I've been up and just sitting on my porch drinking coffee watching the sunrise. Right, because you've got that eastern view, huh? It's been nice. Yeah, when I walk the dog early in the morning, the the sun's already up, but it starts coming over. I'm looking at the hill that I live on, and uh, it starts coming over through the trees and like, I know where it hits the which side of the street, and, you know, depending on how cold it is, I'll, I'll usually be in, looking for the that beautiful morning sun, dogs sniffing, birds are chirping. It's a great way to start the day. And then you get this long light during the, the winter. The sunsets can be really beautiful. It was a beautiful one last night. I didn't see it. Caught a little bit of it. There's snow on the mountains. Yeah, I'm excited to go skiing. You're going to Colorado? Yeah, for Christmas. But I might try to go up here, too. You ski out here? Uh-huh. I've been to Big Bear. Go? I go to Big Bear. Okay. Cool. Last minute style? Mm, we planned it. We oh, rented a cabin, a Nick and I and some other friends. Oh, you do? We rented a oh, house cool. and went up there. We should do it again. Do you ski? 
Oh, that's not coming up. No, no, no. This is this is the last time I went. That's what we did. Uh, I have skied and. It, no, I'm not like a skier or a snowboarder, but but I, I like cross country skiing, uh, which I found a place. Oh yeah, that was Mammoth. We almost went to Mammoth mm. last year. It was a friend's birthday, but it ended up getting moved to the desert because there's like no snow last year around December. It hadn't snowed yet up there, um, so we didn't end up doing it. But yeah, Mammoth is a different kettle of fish because it's much farther. It's a little further, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like I think you can get to in like two hours yeah exactly it's so close um i wonder if they have good cross country around there they probably have something yeah well you probably can just cross country around the lake is it covered in snow out there when you get out there yeah or it can be yeah it can be yeah well folks we hope you get a chance to get away this holiday or or just stay yeah both can be an adventure either each equal Separate. Someone's getting a milkshake. Sue is working the milkshake machine. We didn't hear from Sue today, but maybe we'll hear her on another. Um, no ice drop either. Oh, that's right, the ice drop. Man, well, you always got to leave something for next time. That's yeah, one of our maybe we'll um, taglines. Maybe we'll do another show sometime within the next three years. Who knows? Who knows? That felt good. We don't know. <laughs> we certainly don't know. Do you know? How do it feel to be back? Feels good. Yeah. Thanks for... Sorry for holding out. I, I'd like to publicly say, David, I know I held out for a while and for various reasons, or the reasons why we didn't get to do this that probably have to do mostly with me. And uh, I wanted to thank you Yeah. for your patience and bringing me back here. So... I know that there's the David heads out there and there's the Richard heads, but if, <laughs> if you're a Richard head, you have David to thank for my coming back. Oh, the bell is a ringing. Good night. <laughs>